You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as it said at the start, this is the Locked On Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I want to thank everyone again for their subscriptions on Himalaya, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever. It is awesome to see. I'm trying some new software this evening, so I would also like some feedback on how it works. Um, doing this because for the second half of the show today, I'm going to talk with Chris Brown over at Tigers Town and who is the host of the Locked on Tigers podcast because as I showed just yesterday in the podcast, my knowledge of the Tigers is limited with my focus on the Indians right now with this podcast along with my focus on the draft. The rest of baseball has been kind of on the periphery. So, there was no game today. There's not a whole lot to talk about in terms of what's going on with the Indians because literally nothing happened today. So, instead, we're going to spend the majority of this podcast and the majority of the time associated with it talking with Chris. But before then, what I want to do is just talk about some segments I'd like to do in the future and how you can help out with those segments. Now, something I would like to do is to be able to do more of a mailbag section um, I put this out super late tonight and did not get a lot of responses, but at any point in time, if you want to send an, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff MLB draft and send me questions, I will just keep saving those up and doing that a bit more regularly in terms of what I have coming down the pipe this week. If you're over on scouting baseball, I'll have my full count trends up tomorrow. I'll have an MLB mock draft so you can go see what I think the Indians might do. If you have not read mine, I do a normal pick and a sleeper pick, so you'll kind of get two names to go with the uh, who could be there for the Indian selections. And with any luck and timing, I will also continue my this prospect list goes to 11 and do the top 11 for the Seattle Mariners as I work my way back way through draft order. So as I said, I put out kind of a late call for questions this evening because I did need to fill some time at the start of the show here, and I wanted to make sure that we had kind of something fun. I felt like last night's show got a bit uh, meandering, and it was not one of our better ones so far. So the one question I got for the podcast is that why are there a lot of players? This is Let me start this over. This is from at Dre24051, and he wanted to know why a lot of players are repeating levels they already did well at, and why is AAA and AA some of the oldest teams at their affiliates? Now, I'll say in general, the AAA and AA are always the oldest teams. Um, there are going to be guys who just kind of bounce around forever. Quincy Lattimore was one of those guys we would talk about when we were sitting in the AA press box where it felt like he played for every team in the Eastern League. That's There's always going to be older filler on those rosters. Why are guys repeating? More and more, we're seeing AAA is not being used as an important step for players in a lot of places, and a lot of times AAA is almost more a place for your emergency depth. Uh, you know, some arms that in a pinch could come up and start. Some infielders, if they're in a pinch, could come up, come up and play. And I know what you're thinking. Yes, that describes most of the Indians' uh, current starters in terms of their hitters. But, you know, that is that is significantly what we see down there most of the time anymore in AAA. Now, why are guys repeating? Well, guys weren't getting promoted, and it causes a bit of a backlog. Bobby Bradley, for instance, um, is a bit of a flawed prospect. He is a first base only, right-handed only hitter. He's never going to hit lefties, so what do you do with him? Uh, it, it's tricky. Uh, Yu Chen Chang, 
Uh, I've gone on depth this year about my thoughts on Chang. So, it, you know, he didn't have a great spring. It's They're kind of stuck until guys start getting promoted. You just end up having a log jam, for lack of a better word. Everyone kind of gets jammed up and stuck. And that's kind of where we are. And post-draft, there'll be some cuts and some changes. And hopefully before then, we'll see a few guys move up or get opportunities, especially if players on the Major League roster continue to struggle as they have so far this year. My only other question was from at AW1972JW, and he wanted to know if Taylor and I were going to do a draft podcast again this year. Uh, we get so many requests about the draft podcast. It's actually kind of awesome. The people loved uh, our old draft podcast that much. Taylor and I have talked about trying to do maybe a, uh, a longer podcast that would be draft-focused that we would put on these. Um, so if you don't care about the drafts, it could be one you skip. If you do love the draft, this would be a way to, uh, to hear a little more talk about it. So our sponsor is BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com, it's the mail enhancement that you can get discreetly in the mail and you can just chew it right up. Don't need water. Don't need anything else. When you're ready, just chew it up and take it. We have the deal with BlueChew.com. If you go over there and enter the promo code MLB, all you have to do then is pay the 5 bucks for shipping and you can try it out. BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. And now that we're back from the break with the uh, the Indians and the Detroit, Detroit Tigers having a matchup uh, over the next few days, I thought it'd be a great chance to bring on Chris Brown of the Locked on Tigers podcast. You can find him on Twitter at ChrisBrown0914. He is uh, my good friend on the network. Uh, he often has me on his podcast, so I thought it'd be a great chance to get him on here to share some knowledge. If you are not familiar with the Tigers and their uh, current form, it's not exactly the big names we're used to from years past. Chris, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it. I'm going to start off out of the gate with kind of the player that I found most surprising. I'm curious to see from watching them how much you think this is just a few good games. Is this a mirage or is it a real thing? What's What's the deal with Jordan Zimmerman this year? You know, we've seen flashes of Zimmerman being a solid pitcher, especially the first year that they signed him. Uh, and he's just been injured for the last several years, so you never know what kind of Zimmerman you're getting. But the the main thing this year is that his command has been really good, and he stopped throwing his fastball as much, which is good. His fastball isn't a very good pitch, but his slider is pretty good, and his curveball's solid. And he just kind of is pitching backwards now and locating and staying out of the heart of the zone. and like, who knows how long it'll last, but so far, like, I wouldn't say these first two starts were flukes uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Now, you know, having a, a perfect game into the seventh inning was probably aided a little bit by a poor Blue Jays lineup, but he's been solid so far. The uh, other two pitchers the Indians are set up to see this week are Matt Boyd and Spencer Turnbull. Just curious about kind of your thoughts on either of them. The numbers, while it is limited, have been good on both this year. Yeah, Boyd's another interesting one where just two starts in, you can sort of see that he may have taken a step forward. Uh, but again, like you don't want to make any grand judgments, but he is, his strikeouts have been way up. And he's another guy. He's actually basically ditched his sinker for more four-seamers. And that seems to be a, a pitch mix that's working for him. What I don't know, and he's throwing a lot of sliders uh, as well. What I don't know is if 
that's just defying team's scouting reports so far. And once they adjust, he'll have to figure out something new or if this is something where, where hitters are having a harder time picking up the ball. But but he looks like a guy who, I think on, on my show, I compared him to maybe like a J-Hap if things work out. And if you want to get super crazy, uh, like a, a Patrick Corbin, because his slider, when it's on, his last start, his slider was the best I'd ever seen it. So, you know, obviously that's probably wishful thinking, but yeah, just in case. And with and with Turnbull, you mentioned now he's he's a guy I don't know if the Indians have seen at all because he came up last year just for three or four outings, and he's a guy who he's twenty six years old, kind of slowly making his way through the farm system, but he may have the best pure stuff of anybody on the staff. You know, he sits in the mid nineties. He's got tons of movement on all his pitches. You know, he sinks it, he cuts it. You'll see cutters at like ninety three. He has a curveball, a slider, and a cutter. So you'll see breaking balls from like seventy eight up to ninety three, and and it never really. You know, you know what you're going to get. Uh, and he, with him, his command isn't always great, uh, but he doesn't walk a ton of people. So that, that'll be kind of interesting. You know, it could be one of those games where you're like, who the hell is this guy? Why is he striking out 12 people? Or he could, you know, walk four or five people and give up five runs in three innings. I was, I kind of remember that as his MO all the way back to his Alabama days. Um, exactly. So it's uh, it, interesting to see a, a pitcher evolved, but still stay the same. Um now, in terms of the lineup, uh, most Indians fans at this point probably know Nick Castellanos, and they, of course, know Miggy. I'm not sure if they realize there's a lot of familiar names on the Tigers this year, but from other teams, it's a, kind of a mishmash lineup. Uh, who's standing out, good and bad, from that lineup this year? Yeah, boy. Well, not many people are standing out in a good way. Uh, the Tigers have three home runs this year, which is the, the fewest in baseball, and two of them are from Kristen Stewart. So the, the other one is from Gordon Beckham, who hadn't hit a home run since 2016 and randomly hit like a game-winning homer against the Yankees. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, Castellanos had been doing his thing. You know, he hits the ball hard. He spreads it, uh, sprays it from gap to gap. Uh, he hadn't hit a home run yet, but he's, he's hitting well. And uh, the other player who's, who started off really well is Nico Goodrum. And I don't know if uh, Cleveland fans might remember him at all from last year. He kind of he was one of those guys. He came into spring training as a non-roster invitee, and he just won the job. And he was solid last year. He was actually one of their few kind of average players. And he's off to a really good start this year. He hits the ball really hard, and he runs fast. And they've been playing him all over the field. So, uh, you know, Castellanos, Goodrum, and probably Stewart are the only pluses right now in offense. Uh, Cabrera hasn't been hitting much. He's uh, He's walking. Everybody in the lineup seems to be walking a lot, which is a, a, a new thing for Tigers fans. But other than that, the, nobody's really standing out in, in, in a good way. The bad way, it's uh, you know, they brought in Josh Harrison at the end of spring training, the former Pirates second baseman, to pair with Jordy Mercer, who they brought in at the beginning of the offseason. And neither of those guys are hitting particularly well. I think they're both hitting under 200. And their new catcher, Grayson Griner, is, is, isn't even hitting a buck 20. He looks solid defensively, but... Uh, yeah, it's just it's just a really poor performing lineup right now, which is strange. It's just kind of the opposite of what I expected this year. I thought the pitching would really struggle and the offense would be okay. And at least so far, it's been the complete opposite. What I remember about Griner from the South Carolina days is just that he was huge. That was my biggest takeaway, that he was unusually large for a catcher. That's, uh... Yes, he's, he's six. six. Uh, and normally, you know, I think it's, he might be the largest catcher ever to get regular playing time. Uh, and normally the concern there is he's just blocking the ump, but he does a really good job of getting down low, and he seems to handle the pitching staff well. So it, it's, it is kind of weird to think of a guy that big 
who is basically getting all of his value on defense. But so far, that's the way it's been. And I have to bring this up as I have the Tigers in front of me. You mentioned the Gordon Beckham home run. Now, this is something i never seen before. So Gordon Beckham had that home run, but his bat pip is zero because he has one hit, but it was not a ball that ended up in play. So he has a zero bat pip. A zero. Yeah, he's a I've never seen that before in my life. You know, it's like uh, Mickey Matuk's got the same thing, but he's got no hits. I've never seen a player have hits, but have a bat pip of zero. Yeah, I forgot about Matuk. So one of the issues, the Tigers at uh, – uh, Jacoby Jones, their starting center fielder from last year, who's not much of a hitter in his own right, but he was a, a pretty fantastic defender. He got hurt right at the, the final week of spring training. So they've been running out uh, Nico Goodrum and Mikey Matuk and Dustin Peterson in center field. And, and it's just kind of, yeah, it's a little bit iffy out there. I've never and Matuk, anyone thinking Peterson would end up a center fielder. No, he's not a center fielder. He's a left fielder uh, and maybe a first baseman uh, with some reps, but uh, yeah. That's the way it's gone. And, and yet, Dustin Peterson had one of the bigger hits this season. I think it might hit, be his only hit. Maybe he's got a couple of hits. He had a uh, a hit off of Rolda Chapman for his first major league hit. It was a double, an RBI. Um, to the, the, it's just a weird team. They've, they've scored, in 10 games, they've scored 27 runs and allowed 26 runs. Uh, so it's like, yeah, 2.7 runs a game, that's not great. But 2.6 runs a game is pretty outstanding. So, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just been a strange start to the year. Well... I want to thank you for coming on and doing this. And, uh, you know, uh, my uh, to give you an idea of how little uh, between the lockdown Indians and the draft, my lack of uh, following the Tigers was as such that on Monday's podcast, I talked about how lucky the Indians were to be avoiding Michael Fulmer, only to then oh. realize that, yeah, everyone's avoiding Michael Fulmer this year. So I really appreciate yeah. having a, a true expert who knows what they're talking about. Oh, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, anytime you want to talk uh, Tigers or draft, hopefully we'll talk draft a little bit later this year. I don't know how, how nerdy our lockdown fans want to get, but I know you and I do. Definitely. Uh, can you tell people where they can locate you online? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at ChrisBrown0914, uh, or if you are so inclined, at Lockdown Tigers. Uh, and I write about the Tigers minor leagues at Tigstown. And uh, I also do a, another podcast called Tigers SRD with my buddy Roger Castillo. And, and that's typically where we've talked to you. And it's kind of a longer form show where we go like an hour, an hour and a half uh, and really get dig deep. But uh, yeah, if you're interested in any of that stuff, go ahead and look me up. Thanks again. It was great talking with you.